0: Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you love running or eating, you'll love this show. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Hello, and welcome back to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. I'm your host, Monica Olivas, and today I'm going to be oversharing like a mofo. So you've been warned, how about we play a drinking game Take a shot anytime I say something that makes you uncomfortable, and it could be a shot of water. You can end this episode being super hydrated, and that's a positive spin on it, right? But today, I want to talk about my run win for 2017, and I have to put it in context and kind of give you a very long kind of personal story about my life. But first, let's warm up. For today's warm up, I wanted to read some of the run wins that people shared on Instagram. I am at RunnyRepeat on Instagram, so make sure that you are following me there. And last week, I asked you for what is your run win for the year? And it could be anything running, fitness, health related that is your proudest accomplishment of 2017. I wanted to know, and I put out a call, and so many responses came in and it just is so motivating and makes me so happy. I am so proud to be a part of this and to feel like we are doing a virtual run club and the accomplishments are amazing and they are all over the place in terms of what they are about, what your priorities are, obviously what you're proud of, right? Because there are a lot of things that we have accomplished over the year, but These are the ones that kind of people wanted to know and say, this is my biggest win of the year. And I want to read a couple of them. I'm going to share some on the blog coming up, on Instagram Live, and different ways. I I definitely want to try and just make sure that everyone knows how awesome these run wins are and give a lot of shout outs, as many as I can without it being ridiculous. But like I said, let me read a couple. The first one is... Rolling with the fatness said, finishing my first 50 miler in November. Awesome. GT4313 said, my run win is playing tennis for the first time in years after being sidelined by (laughs) melalgia." I am going to, there's no way I can sound out this word, but trust me on this, that I am still super proud of you. And I will put this word in the show notes so that this can be our little lesson of the day. Meg Z a tons of Z's said my run win was running not only my first half marathon but running a surprising second half marathon six weeks later. It showed me that I am capable of so much more than I thought. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Danielle said, I have two. Finally getting a new half PR only took three years and running my first full marathon. Awesome, congratulations. Um, AZ Rogart said, Logging over a thousand miles this year at 58 and still going. Awesome. Healthy Living Holly said ran my first marathon and Rungry Red said running my first full marathon at Rock and Roll Las Vegas and getting a new PR in my half distance. Awesome. And Rock and Roll Vegas, I think is a hard marathon to do because it is later in the day and you're out of town. So you're not eating the normal foods that you eat. And it's just, there's a lot that I'm just a morning runner basically. So I think that sounds like a very challenging race for me. I'm so bad at saying at these Instagram names, but um, Luanda Asan, Luanda Asan. Trust, I'm I'm gonna link to all these people. I'm gonna put a screenshot in the show notes so you can actually see how their names should be, along with that word that I massacred and was just like, you know what, we're gonna pretend like that's not happening. But um, she did her first full marathon. Preppy Sue completing the 2017 BAA distance medley. Um, Tinkerbell getting a PR at the LA Marathon this year with my time of 357. Awesome. There's just so many amazing running accomplishments. And if you need any motivation or inspiration, check out that post. I will put a link to it in the show notes. And you can see that just so many accomplishments and things that people tackled that they were scared of potentially. And now looking back, you're like, wow, I did it. Like one of them said, you know, I am capable of so much more than I thought. And it is so true. And a lot of these things can be very intimidating. And I am extremely, extremely proud of all of the run wins for the year. So please continue to chime in. If you haven't yet, you can chime in in the show notes, runitrepeat.com or Add to that Instagram post and keep it up. Now, let's get to the main event for today's episode. Now, I want to share my run win for the year, but I need to put it in context and explain why it is such a big deal to me. And this is what I kind of meant by oversharing. I actually don't think this is oversharing too much because I share a ton. So I just think it's sharing. I don't think of it as oversharing. But I just wanted to give you a heads up that this is about kind of me and my personal life and not necessarily running. I do think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong in the show notes, that a lot of my podcast listeners are blog readers and people that follow me on social media. So you already know me. So this isn't super weird for me to kind of spill my guts. And that's how I've always come at the blog and things on social media is that I kind of put it all out there. I feel like you know me. I assume that you kind of want to know me a little bit, maybe a tiny bit in a way. Um, Maybe it's like watching a train wreck and you can't look away. I don't know. But I think I have always gotten the most response and feedback from posts when I am personal. So that's where we're going with this. And this has been hard for me to kind of figure out how much I want to make the podcast about me versus just about running and fueling. And I'm trying to figure that out still. So if I want to go in a more personal direction with this, I might do a separate podcast um, or separate episodes. Again, I'm trying to figure that out. Let me know what you think about it. If you want to hear more of this kind of stuff, my life. (laughs) Um, or if you just want to stick with like straight up running and eating, because I do have a ton of contacts that can give us great information. And I have a lot coming up that is going to be super helpful and informative to make you a stronger, better, healthier runner and person in general. So all of that is still coming, but I'm just letting you know that this is not helpful to your personal life right now. This is just about me and my run win. And I am going to try to do this in a nutshell version. I am a bullet points girl all the way. Don't give me a long-winded speech about something. I want bullet points. I want action items, and I will go for it, or you'll lose me, and I will be distracted in a second. So let me just jump to about three years ago. And when I originally started the blog, that was actually, we're jumping even further. This is everyone getting your time machine. When I originally started the blog, about eight years ago, I was dating a guy named Ben. And the blog was just very casual, easy breezy. I started it because I wanted to lose 20 pounds and I wanted to run my first marathon. And I thought that I could blog about that and it would be fun and interesting. And I could use it kind of as a run log and a diet diary kind of thing. And I never had any intention of it turning into what it is today. And I realize I am so lucky and blessed to have this opportunity, and that Runny Repeat really ended up taking off and turning into something that, and it took a long time. Do not get me wrong. It was not overnight. It was probably years, four years before I realized, like, hey, I could make money from this. But yeah, it has turned into something that is amazing, and I am super grateful and happy about. And some of those initial posts, and for a long time, were very messy and tragic and embarrassing, and incorporated Ben a little bit more. Eventually, long story short, Ben and I got married, and I blogged about that. And I put some links in the show notes to some of the important posts that will give you some visuals about all of this. But Ben and I got married and we're living our little lives happily together. And I would blog about him. I would I would really blog about anything and just decided to blog about him less because I had just gotten a couple of like mean comments and I am fine with mean comments towards me, but I wasn't fine with them towards anyone else really Uh, I signed up for this, whether or not I thought it was going to turn into anything. And I just, no one else did, right? And that's how I decided to handle it then. And it really wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't like anything, I can't even remember the comments. It wasn't anything major either. It was just like, no, I'm not going to entertain this. Like, I'm not going to lose sleep for a second over, oh, you know, this is mean or sad or what should I do about this? I was like, this is what I'm doing about it. Boom. And so Ben stop being on the blog. And it wasn't about our relationship at all. It was just that that's how I decided to handle that. I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not going to entertain that. And if it was a different situation, if it was a blog about our relationship or something else, I probably would have handled it differently. But that's what worked for that. So I was just running and eating and blogging about it, living my little life. And Ben and I were, you know, together and doing our thing and starting to talk about having kids. And around that same time, I surprised myself with the fact that after I ran my first marathon, I decided I kind of wanted to try it again a little bit faster. My first marathon was about a 4.15 full marathon. And I was like, I could do this a little faster and decided that I kind of wanted to break four hours. And Chased that goal for a while. It took me a couple of years to do that. My second marathon was actually slower than my first. I was sick that day. There was a lot of things going on, but it was really hard for me to break four hours. And when I finally did it, I was so proud of myself and so happy and it was a really big deal. It was a goal that I really felt like I had to work hard for and I did. And then someone else walked into my life and turned it upside down. Skinny Runner. And Skinny Runner and was a very big blogger at the time. She has since quit her job and she is who I refer to as SR. Um, and she is very fast and was running a lot of races around here. And we ended up running a lot of races and doing that because I am a very, I say type C, like I'm so not type A personality that I'm not even type B, I'm type C. And since I, for the most part, take it easy during the week with my runs, I don't think this would apply to everyone. Racing a lot helped me get faster because that was really my only speed work. And I got faster to a point where I was pretty close to a Boston qualifying time for my age group, which is it's under 335 basically, but you want to get like significantly under 335 to be able to actually run the race because they, you Qualify and then they actually let you sign up based on different, um, how much under the qualifying time you got in. So it was kind of a surprise to me that one year at the Orange County Marathon, probably now almost four years ago, because it was before all of this happened, I ran like a 336 something basically super, super close to a BQ shocked me. I think it shocked SR. I was running with her. She was basically like ahead of me at the race and she was just running for fun. This is how fast she runs for fun with um our other friend Christina and decided they were like running along. They had totally lost me in the race. And then they decided they were just going to kind of wait for me to catch up. Mind you, they waited for me to catch up and they ran like a 336. They are fast girls. Yeah, just running with them. And I was definitely running hard towards the end. You know, they were pushing me, but I was shocked and thought, oh my gosh, I can qualify for Boston potentially. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous because I don't think of myself as an athlete or a fast runner or a strong marathon runner. And I really still think of myself as someone that started a blog because they were struggling with their weight and they were chubby their entire life. And they decided, you know what, now I'm going to try and get healthy. And I thought of myself really as this kind of recreational runner who is not a natural on any level. And seeing myself that close to qualifying for Boston blew my mind. And it just made me rethink how I saw myself, how I saw my body. And how I saw the blog, like everything, because I would joke like this isn't a running blog because it was more like it's a food blog or it's just supposed to be random or funny or whatever. It just blew my mind and I decided that this would be such an honor and mean so much and just I wanted to do it for myself and really to show you that a normal person can do something that superstar people do, you know, this crazy challenging athletic feat. Like if I could do this, you could do this. And I I really say that a lot with marathons, half marathons, anything I do, I, if I can do it, I promise you can do it because again, I am type C and not naturally made for this. Um, so I'm sure you're better than me and you will have it more together than me. And, I really wanted to go for it, really wanted to qualify for Boston, especially because I was so close. And around that time, Ben and I had been married for a couple of years and he was ready to have kids and I wasn't necessarily. There's a lot that goes into the dynamic of a relationship and a marriage. And I do want to say a huge disclaimer that you were only hearing my side of the story, Right. And I'm trying to be discreet and respectful because it's super not fair for me to just tell you my side of the story. I'm not trying to get you on my side or his side. This isn't a team sport. You do not have to pick teams. We are not boxers. This is not a race where you have to put money on one of us. You can hear the dynamic of our relationship and not pick a side and just realize that these are two people. That we're in a relationship. And so that being said, just I want to keep that out there that just please be kind because it's complicated for sure. And at this point in our relationship, we were kind of struggling with this, having kids, putting it off. And I basically, because I was so fit, and it really surprised me. I'm like, I didn't even realize I was this fit. And it's going to take a lot for me to get those last couple of minutes off my marathon time, but I want to do it. And basically kind of wanted to qualify for Boston before we started trying to have kids. And that was kind of agreed upon. And I tried to qualify for Boston at Santa Rosa. I can put a link to that in the show notes. And it was a hotter race and a little harder course than I was ready for. I ran a good race, but it was three minutes too slow, probably. Um, And it was super devastating because, you know, I I thought like, this is it, like, this is going to be awesome. And I was really excited about it. And I was ready to do the work. I do most... uh, most races, I want to say 98% of races, just for fun, just because I love running. But I knew that day I was going to have to work my butt off. And I tried and I didn't get it. Um, And thought, okay, I need to try this again. And I was super disappointed um, crossing the finish line. But it's one of those things that it's easy to say someone left a comment, I think on my Instagram after and said, It's easy for you to say that because I I said I was disappointed, basically. And they said it's easy for you to say you're disappointed in yourself or be frustrated with yourself after you are well rested and you get some food in you and you just look back and you think, I could have done better. And it's like, yeah, when you had nothing left to give out there, maybe you couldn't have. Um, But I decided to try again. And the plan was to run Ventura and try to BQ there. That's not the smartest approach um, for a couple of reasons. It just, I, I think I was burnt out and I didn't realize that. So it was, I needed to kind of take a step back and give myself time to rest and probably get my head back in the game really. And it was a really hot day and I wasn't training hard enough. I definitely wasn't training to BQ and I got my ass handed to me. Now, I am really simplifying it, and there are a lot more things that probably factored into this whole situation, but basically, Ben thought me not qualifying meant we weren't going to start trying to have a family. There was a ton of miscommunication between us. I definitely didn't think the same. It wasn't something that I thought... I am willing to put off having a family forever for this. And so there was just a lot going on between us. And obviously, there's more things that factor into a relationship, either being successful or falling apart than usually one issue. So I don't want to keep going on about the personal side of things, but I will say that It didn't change the fact that I had this goal and I still wanted to qualify for Boston. It made it less important for sure for a while because it's perspective, yo. You know, you think, oh, like your biggest problem in the world is qualifying for some race, then you don't have problems. It gave me a lot of perspective. And as I was going through things and as I was dealing with this massive breakup, I was just running for therapy. And a lot of people say it, you know, like running is cheaper than therapy, which I am skeptical about, but it might be even Steven. I have to, I have to count it up because I have spent a lot of time and money on both of those things, but I was running not to train for anything, but just for my own mental health. And sometimes I would stop and I would walk and I would leave long messages for my friends, or, you know, just speak into my phone. And, you know, it's like the talk to text and write these like, long emails or text messages to a friend and just try just vent or try to share. Um, And it was very cathartic. But the running aspect of my day wasn't about training to get faster. And so, even though this goal was very important to me, it took a backseat to survival for a long time. And Ben and I ended up being back and forth for a long time, you know, trying to figure out if we could work it out and trying to rebuild things. And it was, obviously very complicated, and we were living on opposite sides of the country, which made it that much harder. So it was a big challenge, but still something that we were definitely trying to do, and we have spent a lot of money on therapy, and we have prayed a lot, and cried a lot, and fought a lot, and really tried to work it out for a good long time. And fast forward to January, when someone from the Highlands team contacted me, And asked me to be on the Highlands team to run the Boston Marathon. And it was an all-female team. And the theme was Find Yourself, Find Your Finish Line. It was the 50th anniversary of um, Kathy Switzer running the marathon, the first woman to run, I think with the bib, because there's been others, right? But it was this huge, huge honor. And... I have always wanted to qualify for the Boston marathon and I still plan on qualifying, but I also knew, and I would say this to anyone, you know, that I talk to, I want to qualify. I don't even need to run the race when I qualify because Boston, I don't know, pull out your map. I'm in Southern California. And Boston is on the other side of the country and it is very expensive. And even if I were to qualify, I don't know. I, I plan on like qualifying like just under the radar, like seconds to go. I wouldn't potentially even be able to register for the race. And I realize all these things and to have this opportunity and to be able to be a part of this team when I am very, very girl power I couldn't turn it down and I still had every intention of qualifying for Boston and I still do, but I just, there was some hesitation on my part because I thought, I feel like I should qualify. You know, I, I don't know if this is right, but it was too big of an honor and it just means a lot. So I accepted and went through a huge series of like blog posts and updates. Highlands had all these different challenges for us to talk about, you know, what are we struggling with, any tips and advice, how we're doing different things. And a lot of it we talked to about motivation and mantras and inspiration and perseverance. And one of the themes that kept coming up was kind of my mantra or how I get through hard things. And that is be brave. Be brave is something I have to tell myself for so many things, and it definitely applies to running. It is what I have to tell myself towards the end of a race when I feel like I'm falling apart. But it's also something I have to tell myself all the time. And, you know, if I am asked to speak at a conference, um, speak in front of any group, I get super nervous Um, traveling by myself. I get very scared or stressed out. There are a lot of things. I'm not brave. Like I am a scaredy cat and I do things time and time again scared and I just do it scared, move forward anyway, and that's how I get confident and brave. And so I talked about this a lot over the course of training and um, documenting my journey with Highlands and it was kind of this very interesting and full circle situation that right before the Boston Marathon, not not right before like the morning of but um, a couple of weeks before basically, Ben and I um, decided to just kind of be a thousand percent done and that is a whole other situation. And just the timing of it was very jarring because I was about to do this thing that is very, very important to me and a huge honor and something that I am very proud of. And it's also very important to me to be brave for you, to show you, you know, like, hey, Uh, this is intimidating for me. And I'm not sure if I'm good at this. And I might crash and burn. And I have a ton of people watching me on social media. If I do crash and burn, let's see how this goes. And I still really, you know, felt that I, I was very torn. And it was a very challenging time, just the timing of me being about to leave for Boston. And realizing that this entire chapter of my life, you know, my relationship and this huge, you know, this, this person who was a huge, part of my life is not going to be in my life anymore. And this race that kind of has this emotional connection with that on some level, whether or not that came from me, you know, and whether or not that's like a healthy thing or justified or whatever, there is this part of it that's connected. And I considered not going. And I didn't really think I'm not going to go, but I just thought, how am I going to do this? And I was scrambling, like, I don't know, my best friend offered to go the night before. And mind you, I had a flight like first thing the next morning, because we were talking, I'm just like, I don't know, I'm going to lose it. I really was worried that I would have um not a complete breakdown cuz like KIT Monica keep it together. What I tell myself, right? KIT, keep it together. I don't just say that in a race. I say that randomly when I'm going to lose my shit. Like, no, keep it together. Um but I just thought I don't want to potentially I don't know, cry in public and I don't want to lose it at the marathon because obviously there is a ton to be said about needing a strong mental game. Everyone says that running a marathon is so much of it is mental and being confident and keeping your head in the game and not giving up and your head gives up before your body does. And so you need to be in a good place, a good, strong, confident place. To be able to persevere in a situation where you feel like you are falling apart physically and emotionally. Um, And I was definitely not in the best headspace. And so I was worried about, you know, when I get to a hard spot in the race and I'm already intimidated and I'm sad and I'm kind of conflicted, and I feel guilty, and I feel slow, and just like all of these things, and I feel lonely, and I feel scared. All of these things, if all of this is kind of lighting up in my brain at mile 18, 19 of the marathon, I'm, you know, am I just going to walk it in? Am I going to embarrass myself? Um, Especially because I was not only representing run, eat, repeat, but I was representing Highlands and the Boston Marathon. People need to qualify to run this race. So I'm thinking everyone is super fast. (laughs) So I'm going to be walking along crying from miles 19 to 26, like an asshole. This is what I was kind of thinking. And I realized that no, no, you need to be brave. Like, the irony of the fact that you forgot that for a second, that you were freaking out and that you considered like, I don't know if I can do this. Should I not do it? Should I bail out? Should I explain to everyone this entire situation? No. Be brave. Be brave. You know what? This is, this is where it's at right now. This is where you are in life. And it's really perspective, yo, not that bad. A, right? Like if this is the worst thing to happen to me, then God bless it. Like I'm very, very fortunate. And I do realize that people have actual real problems. And even though this is a really big deal in my life, it's not, I mean, come on, you know? And all of this this entire story of my life i how many shots did everyone take in this did anyone get super uncomfortable um is just to say that my run win for the year is running the boston marathon And it was super intimidating and I was very nervous. And I am a first thing in the morning runner. So the fact that the race started later in the day and I assumed everyone was going to be super fast and I kind of felt like I was at a sad transitional place in my personal life at the time. So it was kind of lonely despite everything that was kind of going on beyond the actual task of running 26.2 miles, I had to be brave and it was the most amazing race experience and such an honor. And I am a super grateful for running that race and B extremely grateful for just having the opportunity to do that. And it goes back to the fact that I was just, you know, some chubby little redhead. Like I, I want to get fit and I want to run and starting running repeat is how this all came to be. It is why I had that opportunity. And it's why then I was able to share my journey of training for the marathon. And the theme of training with Highlands was find yourself, find your finish line. And it was this very interesting kind of fate situation that that was the theme of documenting this race because I really was finding myself or really reminding myself that I choose to be brave and it's not easy and this isn't just talk. I genuinely have to be brave and put myself out there and sometimes the fear doesn't go away. And you do it anyway. And that's exactly what I did. And it wasn't anywhere near my fastest or strongest race that I've ever run. And there is a part of me that still feels like an imposter for not yet qualifying for Boston, which I am going to do. I'm going to have to knock on wood. It's going to shake this whole thing. Um, I have to knock harder to make it count, right? But I feel like it was not just a run win, but a life win. And I am very, very proud of that. So that is my extremely long story. And we'll talk about the rest another day. Let's get to the awards. For the awards, I wanted to read a couple more of these run wins because I, again, I'm so proud of you guys and I want to celebrate it. Beth Lauderdale said, I BQ'd and ran over 1,200 miles. Kelly Runs for Sweets said, I learned to listen to my body. Brunch in Cupcakes said, running close to 1,400 miles, 600 of those pregnant, and running seven races pregnant. Two I placed in. Oh my gosh, girl. Um, Educate Runs said, not succumbing to the heat. My Achilles Hill at the Chicago Marathon this year and getting a PR. That is Awesome. Shannon said, uh, I wish I had something to put. It was a rough year, but I have lots of plans for next year, starting with weight loss and weight training to get stronger. Shannon, you are awesome. I'm sure you have a run win, but keep going, girl. Um, Colorado Ash said, breaking two with my 156 half in April. These are so, so, so awesome. Jacaranda Veranda said, just four months ago today, at the age of 57, I started learning to run. Could only manage one to two minutes at first. Did my first park run two weeks ago with a time of 36.58. This is so awesome. And again, I am very, very proud of everyone. Thank you so much for chiming in. Um, I definitely want to keep sharing these, but I know this episode is extremely long as it is. Check out the show notes for more on the Run Wins, Um, some links to previous posts, chime in with your Run Win as well, and make sure to subscribe to the Run Eat Repeat podcast. I am probably going to take a break over the holiday, and I have a ton of great stuff coming up next year. I'm very, very excited. Let me know if you have any particular questions or topics that you want me to cover, because I am doing planning for next year in terms of podcasts and posts and all of that good stuff, I really appreciate you listening. And I hope that you had a great year and that your run win is super awesome and that you're proud of it. And we have a ton more to do next year. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great run. Thank you for listening to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. For more information, check out runeatrepeat.com.